You're listening to the Huddle Up Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. See how it goes. Uh Uh-oh. All right. We're live. Welcome in, everybody. We got to let it breathe just for a second here. Hang tight. Hold those horses. We got to get Facebook on the line with us. Ooh, cool. It's letting me do two at once. Welcome in, everybody, to the Huddle Up podcast, presented as always by Mile High Huddle, powered by Blue Wire Pods. I'm your host, Chad Jensen, with me, my fellow football priest and the deputy editor. I got to do it this way. I always get backwards. Of MileHighHuddle.com, Zach Kelberman. Zach, you had the report. Broncos yes. had a, a cat, unfortunately, carted off today in game yes. or practice two with the Vikings. Tell everybody what went down. Well, unfortunately, this is the uh, one of the guys that's been standing out, and to my surprise, because I didn't think he was that you know great of a signing. But that's Mike Boone, the Broncos' number three running back, who had the job locked up maybe until today. Uh, they were practicing with the Vikings, their second joint practice against Minnesota mid run. It was a sweep run in which Mike Boone came up lame, lame mid run, seemed to pull something, try to walk it off, couldn't do it. He was in apparent pain, had to be carted to the locker room. Vic Fangio later said it's a quad injury for Mike Boone. Wouldn't specify more. They probably won't know more until they get back to Denver and do some more tests. Hopefully it's nothing serious, Chad, but uh, quad injuries on a running back, especially if they were non-contact, especially if he was just it was an ordinary run. I hope there's no terror there. That's all I'm going to say because he's looking good in camp. Now it's a big opportunity for Royce Freeman to maybe step up behind Javante Williams. Oh, most definitely. <clears throat> most definitely. This is Royce's – you know, uh, this is his uh, lifeline. This is his chance because he was definitely getting phased out of commission. You know, he was going to stick through till the end, and it wouldn't have surprised me, and it still wouldn't, if he makes the 53. Because, let's see, 18, 19, 20, 21, he's in his contract year. So, But at the same time, Zach, what I've more been expecting for Royce Freeman is for him to be on the outside looking income cut time. Yeah. And then, if not, maybe perhaps even trade it, depending on, yeah. what teams out there need guys, you know, after camp and preseason. But now he's got a chance to really stick because if Boone's going to be banged up, you know, you, you want to have a guy you can rely on. And even though Royce is, you know, he's not that dynamic game changer that you hoped he would be as a former third-round pick and, and all that, but he is consistent, he's steady, he can catch, he can block. You know, he's a very versatile back. It's not like he was without value. He just lacks the juice. Like if you look at this comment here from – from Fangio, who was talking about Mike Boone on August 3rd, about you know 10 days ago. He says, I like Mike. Mike's a good running back. He's got juice. He's explosive. He's decisive. And he runs hard for a guy that's maybe on the small side, but he doesn't play small. Juice, Zach. That's the biggest yeah. thing that separates. I mean, even when we saw Philip Lindsay unseat Royce Freeman, who had been tapped, ordained to be the RB1 as a rookie in 2018, Philip Lindsay comes in and usurps him. I mean, it did take a, an injury for the Broncos to let Philip get in there to to Royce Freeman, but you could see the difference in juice. Philip had juice. Melvin Gordon has juice. Javante has juice. Boone has juice. Where is my dog, Royce Freeman's juice? Everyone's got juice on this offense in the backfield, maybe except for Royce Freeman. And I love the quote here from Fangio. Mike is not a guy to fall asleep on. Good old, you know, Uncle Vic uh, coming out with his non millennial language that he's using. I really feel bad for Mike Boone, though, because Vangio, he he praised him there. Uh, Mike Boone had more laudables even today, earlier before practice. George Payton called him a hell of a runner. He pretty much confirmed that he's locked down the number three job behind Gordon and Javante Williams. Uh, and Dalvin Cook, his former teammate in Minnesota, had a press or co- press conference earlier before practice, and he was praising Mike Boone and said the Broncos haven't unlocked what he can do yet for this offense. It's really a shame uh, that he's going down right now with this injury. Hopefully it's nothing serious. I wouldn't be surprised, though, Chad, like I wrote in the article, if they don't just keep it conservative, uh, shut him down into the regular season, they have Levante Bellamy they can give more run to. They can see what they have in Royce Freeman. But I think now with this injury, if they were on the fence about keeping four running backs, this confirms that they maybe have to. And and Royce might have found his ticket to the 53 by way, unfortunately, of a Boone injury. And that's often the way it happens, man. Careers in the NFL are born oftentimes or breaks, right, in the league when you get an opportunity, you get a chance that you weren't really anticipating. It often comes at the expense of another player 
who was on the losing end of, of the injury bug. So hopefully Boone gets back soon. I don't think it's anything for fans to worry about in terms of, you know, uh, long-term ramifications. I think if worst, it's probably going to be something that might cost him some time in camp and maybe preseason game one or two, but still definitely not something, Zach, that you want to see. And Tez here, Zach, (laughs) do you guys think there's an issue with the strength and conditioning team? Uh, I had to, yeah. Tez, if you've seen this podcast before or anyone else out there who knows us and watches us, uh, we've been kind of beating that drum for a few years now with Mr. Lauren Landau and company. We're not going to say much more than that. It seems to stir the pot a little too much, but lower leg injuries, lower body injuries have been plaguing the Broncos for a couple years now. Uh, hopefully it's nothing uh, serious. And also Dalton Reisner, Chad, he tweaked a knee today in practice. We don't yep. know more about that until tomorrow. Hopefully that's nothing serious. This is why I hate preseason. It's why I wish for top priority, no injuries. And the injury bug always seems to strike. So courtesy of the Denver Post's Ryan O'Halloran, here is the player attendance report for today. Did not practice. Your pup, guys. Um, well, hold on. Did not practice. Duke Dawson with the knee, which, by the way, Zach, as I was writing up the first depth chart, you know, Broncos revealed their first depth chart of the year. Duke Dawson, last in line on the cornerback depth chart, dude. Like, this guy is not long for Denver. Uh, Asung Bassey, Baron Browning, they're on pup. By the way, I just – he's on pup. That's why he's at the end, Duke Dawson. My bad. Active roster, McTelvin Ajim did not practice. Josie Jewell did not practice. The corner, Mac McCain, the third, with a hammy, he's actually been – impressive at times in camp he's an intriguing young guy that is definitely shaping up to be an interesting practice squad guy to have in a pinch uh Deontay Spencer did not practice Marquise Spencer this rookie seventh round defensive lineman uh did not practice Deion Sizer again no Kendall Hinton didn't practice and Tim Patrick unfortunately didn't practice so Tim had been out Zach for a couple of days then he came back yesterday and practiced, and now they sat him again today, so he must have flared it up. And then, of course, the new injury to Mike Boone. Uh, Devontae's Dukes didn't practice, although the reason it's undisclosed, Dalton Reisner with the knee. So that sums it up. And then, of course, lastly, Corton Sutton did not participate in team drills, and I'm sure, Zach, it's just uh, you know precautions. What did Devontae Dukes do, spin the football again? Is that why he didn't practice? I mean, No kidding. No kidding. You got to um, wonder, right? Yeah, the thing about um... – uh, Duke Dawson, he's lucky to still have a job in Denver. You know, be on the roster, let alone the bottom of the roster. He's lucky, maybe just because he's injured, they don't want to have an injury settlement yet. But uh, it's pretty standard injury list so far. You're right about Mac McCain. I think that's a practice squad guy, and um, Marquise Spencer as well. He was having a great camp uh, as an outside kind of pass rusher, an edge threat, a defensive line. I hope he can get healthy as well. He's another practice squad guy. If he doesn't make the 53, 55, yep. And it's interesting it for what it's worth. Before I forget to mention this. We just got the quotes today from from practice. I'll forward those to you, Zach. Um, Vic Fangio said of Royce Freeman, who, you know, the spotlight shone on him a little bit brighter today after uh, the injury to Boone, quote, Royce has had a good camp. Obviously, he knows what to do. He's a very smart football player, closed quote. All right, Zach, we got a lot more to get to. What what a ringing endorsement that was. Um, Including, real quick, let's just grab Max, and then we'll get to matters of business. And Because, look, tonight – is the night where we do take a peek inside the Mile High Mailbag because we are your football priests each and every week. We're here to offer you the absolution and answers to your burning Broncos questions. And so get them in. We'll try and be as democratic as possible. But the priority, as you know, gang, focuses on our Super Chat superstars and our superstar senders on Facebook. We're going to do an update here in just a moment on where things stand relative to the 500K goal in the Vaughn Miller jersey. First, Max Power. Thank you for the Super Chat support, Max, from across the pond. He says, it's nice that the defensive line had a solid day. i got to give credit. What's that? Lock. Oh, you're right. Drew Locke had a solid day. See, I need my syntax interpreter, bro, or else, I mean, you should see me trying to, like, figure out what my kids, my teenage boys are texting their friends and girls and stuff like that, like, head in the clouds. I wish I had Zach then, right? Um, Bad boys for life, baby. (laughs) Drew Locke had a solid day. Got to give credit where it's due. Uh, Though the shame, he couldn't connect deep to Hamler like Teddy did. That area needs a lot of work, in my opinion. You know, Drew is uh, on the deep ball. He's got the mustard. His accuracy on the deep ball hit and miss. Although, here's the thing, Zach, he's actually showed improvement in that direction in camp. But, you know, I want to see it in a game. I want to see his deep ball accuracy uh, really show itself in in a preseason game or two or three. 
Well, it just showed itself a couple practices ago when Drew Locke hit Cortland Sutton in stride for like a 60-yard touchdown on a long bomb pass. So uh, we saw that he can do it. Obviously, they're not going to hit every pass. Teddy Bridgewater's also missed a lot of passes in training camp. That's why it's training camp. Get get it out now. And like Chad said, hopefully when the games start Saturday, we see it happen uh, and materialize in real life. We have to just hope that both quarterbacks can make those plays. All right, one more than matters of business from Tom, one of our great superstars up north of the 49th Parallel. He says, according to Eric DeLala, who is uh, Denver Broncos' own beat writer, he works for the Broncos, Teddy was slightly better than Locke the past two days with two picks for Teddy today. Don't get it, guys, this LDS again, Locke derangement syndrome. Thanks. So, And that's the thing here, Tom. You, you don't need to get all upset about it. It's honestly a beauty in the eye of the beholder thing right. on one hand. You know, everyone sees it different. You can ask 10 media people who watch these camps and ask who won the day. Five will tell you it was Drew. Five will tell you it was Teddy, with only a few exceptions. There's only been a couple of days where either Drew was clearly the winner or Teddy was clearly the winner. And then the other thing is, Zach, as you, as you mentioned last night, it's, it's never when Drew wins a day. It's never that he dominates and wins the day. Slight win for Drew. And when Teddy wins a day, albeit slightly, it's never slight win for Teddy. It's Teddy won the day, right? So it's this funny, weird bias that you almost have to really have your antenna up. Your radar has to be like out and, and aware of how information is being presented to you because some of the media, God bless them, love them, all right, and our, our colleagues in this biz, everyone has their own bias. Everyone has their own little dug-in positions and takes that they, even on a subconscious level, Zach, I think sometimes re- don't realize right. they are defending Yeah, that's exactly my point. You know, everyone is human. Everyone is rooting, even subconsciously, even without them realizing it for one quarterback or the other. I'm not saying this about Dalala, Eric Dalala, who works for the Broncos, uh, but most of the media I've observed without naming names specifically, it seems like they're pulling for Teddy Bridgewater. It's just what seems what's so. He's the new guy. He's the quote-unquote consistent guy, the accurate guy, the veteran guy. Uh, he has more name cachet than Drew Locke. I've noticed that among Broncos media, but it's all about who you read. I, and I can say one person that I can see is calling it fair, if even a little more on Drew Locke's side, is someone like Benjamin Albright. But I give him credit because he's called things both ways. When Locke throws a bad uh, interception, he'll call it out. When he throws a good touchdown, he'll call it out. Same for Teddy Bridgewater, and same thing that we do, Chad. So it's all about who you read, who you want to plug into, but I would highly advise you guys, once again, to judge with your own eyes, use your own brain, and form your own opinions. And it's going to be hard for you to do that, gang, until you can see it yourself, right? And that's why Saturday is going to be the first real opportunity that you can relish as a fan to get your own insight, right? Your own intelligence on these hot topic issues. Uh, Real quick, gang, help us get, if you're on this on uh, Facebook right now watching, and let's see, Zach, let's see how many from Facebook are on with this right now. A little over a hundred are on Facebook watching. Guys, we are trying to get to a hundred, excuse me, 250 uh, supporters on Facebook. We got about 102 right now. It's five bucks a month. You get access to Kelberman's Corner, our premium VIP podcast every Sunday at noon mountain time, the trickle zone every Sunday at noon mountain time, Broncos book club with yours truly every Saturday at two. Although this, this week it's going to be at one. You get a little something back. So help us get there. All right. On the subscriptions, it's easy to do top of our Facebook page, big blue button, click that you're in like Flynn. And then here's where we're at Zach last night. If you can recall, do you remember what this number here was last night? Uh, 26, I believe. Correct. So in one, Night in one day, right? 24 hours, we climbed 3%, which you think, oh, 3%, you know, it's nothing to write home about. When you're talking about 500,000 stars, it's actually quite a significant jump. So shout out to you guys. Now, what is this? This is our our goal that we're working toward. When we get to 500,000 stars on Facebook, we're giving away not only a Von Miller jersey, but some signed cool little mementos from myself, Zach, uh, some a little MHH thing that'll be cool for whoever wins. Now, who's in the running to win? It's a, it's going to be a raffle giveaway. All right. It's only going to be these folk. All right. Those who are actually chipping in and contributing stars to help us reach the goal, are the only ones that are in the running. And the more time someone has starred, the more stars they have under their belt, the more tickets, so to speak, they get in the hat for the raffle. So Zeus, let's look at this, the top leaderboard, Zach, for the Ooh. month. Zeus at the top. 17,000 stars. Travis Weber narrowly edged out 
at number two with 15K. You guys are incredible, man. You know, 17, 15, 10, 79. I mean, you guys truly, it's incredible. Sorry, Chad. No, no problem. Of course. I mean, I'm right there with you, Michael, at 10. Well, let's just call it 11. Uh, Gary Leeds Palmer at number four. Uh, Andrew Baker, number five. Andrew Lamp at number six. Travis Tarbox at seven. Claude Riley at eight. Matthew Beatty at nine. Pete Middleton in the top 10 still. Sean Miller inching him out. He's working close at 11. Randy Jones, 12. Zebulon, 13. Shane Daniels, 14. Alexander Emmert at 15. And then Mike Postle, 16. Dave Glassman, 17. As you guys can see here, we got some real players. This is your top. So we're, we're working closer, guys. And tonight, we're going to, here in just a minute, we'll see what the, the latest haps are and who how we're looking today. Uh, but, Zach, just unbelievable I think there's a decent chance we could hit goal before the regular season opener. Uh, knowing <laughs> knowing this crowd, I don't put anything past you guys, and I mean that as a full compliment to every single one of you, every single star, every single second of every single minute of every single hour of every single day that you've interacted with us and Chad. That's not BS, guys. Chad and I talk about it off camera a lot. We are so grateful for each and every one of you. That's, that's true. So it's the Von Miller jersey, last thing. The Von Miller jersey, and if it's someone who wins this that has their own, for lack of a better term, man cave or fan cave, let's just say, because the ladies are in the house too, the little MHH memento that's going to come along with that Von Miller jersey, you're going to dig. It's going to fit in perfectly in your in your uh, man slash fan cave. So, all right, guys, more topics to get to. We want to see what's on your mind, real quick. Here's how you connect with us on Twitter at Huddle Up Pod and at Mile High Huddle. You can connect with Zach. On Twitter, at Kelberman NFL, myself, at Chad N. Jensen. Check out our merch store game. Get a hat, get a T-shirt at huddleuppod.com. Get your swag on. Support your favorite podcast. I just, for what it's worth, just, I don't know, two or three days ago, I ordered a Dove Valley Deep Divers T-shirt for myself. I ordered a Mile High Insiders hat for myself. I, I mean, yes, I'm the publisher. I'm the guy at the top, but I also love those shows, and I want to rep those brands, too. Uh, and those podcasts, you can as well. Go to huddleuppod.com, get your swag on. Here's how you become a supporter, guys. Facebook.com slash milehighhuddle, as I mentioned at the t- at the beginning. Big blue button at the top, you're in like Flynn. Hey, head on over to our Huddle Up Podcast Facebook page and give it a like, give it a follow. That automatically enters you into our weekly giveaways, all right? We raffle off a T-shirt or a hoodie or a hat or something, something randomly selected. As long as you are both liking and following the page, you're in the running for that every single week. We got big plans for that page, Zach, but we got to wait till it gets to scale. And hey, if you're not in a position to do any of those things, it's all good. For real. We're just stoked. Very grateful to have you with us. These three things though, anyone can do. And we would take it as a great kindness if you would as well. Make sure you are subscribed. Like this video game. It's a pretty please from your football priest, okay? If you're on YouTube or you're on Facebook, like this video. You have no idea how much it helps us. And then, hey, if you think we're doing a good job, or at the very least, you respect the effort we're putting in for you. I mean, I'm on vacation right now, okay? I'm on vacation with my family who's chilling in the other room. And I'm not saying this to complain. I'm showing you how much I am dedicated to you guys because of how dedicated you are to us. If you respect the effort, share this video out there. Share this episode. Help us continue to grow reach new like-minded Broncos fans just like you. All right, real quick here, Zach. I want to grab this one from Robert, who's a dedicated listener on YouTube. He says, I love the Broncos. It's been so hard these last five years, but we did win Super Bowl 50 the last five years. Only five teams can say that. True, true. Broncos, Zach, they got a lot of greatness in the history. But speaking of SB50, did anyone see Cam Newton's first drive tonight against the Washington football team? I mean, he's a, it's a far cry from what we saw there. And as I put on Twitter, Chad, you know, you can say one thing about Locke and Bridgewater, but I will take Lockwater over 2021 Cam Newton, it looks like, any day of the week. And Mac Jones ain't much better in New England. I, I don't like their quarterback situation there. Just as a, a little brief aside. Um. All right. Could be worse. Um, we got one from Tez here, but we already grabbed one from Tez. So let's say, Jay, he says, hey, Mike Kliss from 9 News said he thinks the Broncos have already decided that it's going to be Teddy, unless Drew Locke persuades them otherwise. So Drew better ball out is the message. Hey, if anyone has been told anything like that, it would be Kliss. It would be a guy like Benjamin Albright. Really, that's it that I could think of that would be privy to anything like that. And that could just be Mike kind of telling you what his gut read is on the situation. It could be true. It very well could be true. I don't think so. I think this is exactly how they said. I mean, 50-50. 
I think Zach, if it was if the pendulum was swinging toward Teddy, they'd have already looked for every opportunity to, in their own way, posture him above Drew, including, hey, he gets the first snap at, against the Vikings in practice. He gets the first snap in the preseason game. They're not doing that, and I think there's a reason for that. I'm not going to believe it from Cliss until he confirms it to Nikki. First of all, <laughs> anyway, do not confirm old, old, old school joke there. You know what, though? I'm, I'm so glad that comment was brought up about Cliss. Really, really, you know, venerable reporter. I, I would believe it if he told me. But this is one guy we talked about everyone having their own biases. It seems to me I love you, Mike. It seems to me he's pulling a little more for Teddy uh, than he is Drew Locke. So bear that in mind when you read what he puts out there. But if it turns out to be Teddy, I'll credit Mike. You know, I think a lot of media are tired of of the ups and downs. They just want something that they can hang their hat on, even if it's not anything to write home about. You know, Teddy, like we talked about last night, Teddy, you can kind of count on what you're going to get from him on a game-in and game-out basis. And as long as you have a formidable supporting cast, you can win some ball games with a guy like that. But it does have a ceiling. It does have a ceiling. And the Vikings experienced what that ceiling was. And it was even the year, Zach, that Teddy was hurt and they got to the NFC title game, the Vikings butted up against that ceiling that said, it doesn't matter how deep your roster is, how dope your, your defense is, how stacked your position groups are on offense. Yeah. Limited quarterback, competent, a guy like Case Keenum in 2017, keep the wheels turning for you. You're limited. You're, you're, you're butting up against your ceiling. You could go no further than that NFC title game. Teddy's a guy like that. He might be able to get you to the dance, maybe. But once the, the intensity rises in the playoffs and, you know, it just becomes a whole different animal in the playoffs, guys like him get swallowed up quick. You know, I, I there's a lot to like about Teddy Bridgewater, and I do. I've commended him actually more than people give me credit for on the podcast on KK. Uh, but if for people that are caping for him extra hard or the hill they want to die on is a player that was replaced for Sam Darnold. I mean, if that was Drew Locke, I mean, he's gotten criticism for a lot less. I mean, for not having a draft pedigree, for not doing this or not doing that. Look at the situations that Teddy Bridgewater has had in his career that he's, you could say, squandered, including lastly in Carolina getting replaced for a guy like Darnold. So uh, there's a limit, like you said, Chad. You can win some ball games with Teddy, but how many is enough for Vic Fangio? How many is the max with Teddy Bridgewater? There is a limit, and I don't think they have that limit with Drew. And that's why until we see one down of the first preseason game, it, it's pointless and immaterial to speculate on who the quarterback is going to be. Hey, well, that love is right back at you, Rick. Appreciate you, my friend. Um, once again, YouTube still hasn't figured out their issue. So, guys, we want to make sure we missed one from Zach Carlson last night. We want to make sure that we don't miss one again. And, by the way, Zach, keep a, an eye out if Zach's in the chat. Uh, for any questions, comments from Zach, we owe him one. But uh, we got to say thank you to Muhammad Badri. All right. The chat already jumped your super, but I'm grabbing it from the back end. I'm still able to see that one, thankfully. Appreciate it. MHH resident male model. If you could see that beautiful YouTube profile pic, you'd see rocking the MHH swag like a boss. Everyone knows Muhammad. Good to see you, brother. Thank you for the support. We got also, dang it. Let me see. Can you see Anthony's? In your side, Zach, Anthony An Bomer. Anthony Bomer. Let me see. I'm not seeing it, man. It won't let me go all the way back up. I really wish we had unlimited scrolling. I hate that. Uh, uh, StreamYard. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, I don't have it. Okay. So here's uh, – let me see how it looks. In fact, you know what? Let me try this. Uh, grab grab one, Zach, anything you see there, whether it's yeah. a super or not. I'm going to take, we'll yeah, we'll take Sean right here. Yeah, yeah, Sean right. B chiming in on YouTube, 999 Super. Thank you so much, Sean. It's good to see you tonight. He goes, what's up, Priest? Haven't been able to catch the last few pods. Looking forward to Saturday. Hashtag go Broncos. Yeah, I mean, like I just said, it's it's so pointless to talk about the quarterback competition until we see it the first down of the first preseason game. Well, that same sentence and that same argument could be applied and was applied for months now the entire offseason. We've been speculating and wondering and hemming and hawing. That comes to an end somewhat Saturday, a couple days from now, less than 48 hours, we'll see the Broncos in action against Minnesota. Drew Locke starting, Teddy Bridgewater cleaning up with the second string. Hopefully we see some separation one way or the other because I'm sure you are, Chad, and I am. I'm tired of wondering. I'm really tired of speculating. I want to see cards on the table, Broncos QB1. Let's go. 
Okay, real quick. Okay, we got some progress here by pulling it up on YouTube. I can go up a little bit farther than I currently can on StreamYard. So let me let me real quick send what, a message to Anthony. Anthony, what, resubmit your question, not as a super chat. Just resubmit I, it. We'll, I think we'll get it. Sam Bam's got it here because he's a hero. Thank you, Sam. By the way, Anthony, you the man, dude. Love you. He says, "I just want the same quarterback for three plus years." When's the last time that happened, Peyton? Sorry if that makes me delusional. Go Broncos, and I hope Mike Boone will be okay. Sam, thanks for that kindness, and I'm sure Anthony appreciates yeah. it as well. Uh, but, yeah, man, I mean, you, this this is something we've been saying for a while. One more swing at the plate for Drew. If Drew doesn't succeed, falls flat on his face, fails to launch Zach, we've said it over and over and over again. We will be among you in the first in line to say, all right, gave it the old college try, gave it an honest effort. Yeah. He got the time, he got the tools, he got the investment, he got the commitment. Wasn't in the cards. Time to go back to the well. Yeah, and he, uh, about Mike Boone's, uh, Anthony, we have to hope he's okay. It, it, it looks like it might be a, a minor injury because I think no news is good news. I think there would have been more panic by now, but we'll know more in the coming days. At least, if anything, though, he was looking good, Mike Boone. At least, if this is one area they can suffer a temporary setback, it is running back. So we'll see more of Javante, which is a good thing. How about, um, do you see Andrew Morrow's? We need Andrews, if, if you can see it. Uh, meanwhile. And that was a $5 super by Anthony, so thank you so much, Anthony. We appreciate that very, yes. very much. Meanwhile, we got to say give some props to our Facebook superstar senders who are going off the chain. Michael, goodness gracious. Whew. Let me tell you, dude, you're on fire. Thank you. We'll keep an eye out for any topics on your mind. Andrew Lamp as well. Zeus, he's already showing his uh, – you know, his Olympian qualities on Facebook and Zach on YouTube. We'll get to his super chat as well. Freaking Howie day, Howie freaking day. Love it, dude. Sean Miller. Thanks buddy. <laughs> Kevin Smith, Travis Tarbox, Gary Leeds, Palmer, Travis Weber, Andrew Morrow as well. So Andrew on YouTube and Facebook, we got a couple of double dippers supporting the cause. Love you guys. Yeah, and Andrew, I, I did see the super, Andrew, so thank you. And Sam Bam, not, you know, not all heroes wear capes, apparently, with Sam here. Uh, Andrew goes, Zach, when is the fantasy draft just playing? Looking forward to a preseason game this weekend, which is odd because it's just preseason. Well, we didn't have preseason last year, and we're all dying for football. We have a quarterback competition this summer. We want to get that settled. Um, Andrew, I did answer you on Twitter, though, about the fantasy draft. We have an announcement coming very, very soon. We're still kind of gathering entrance and finalizing platforms and things like that. So probably, though, I can tell you right now, for anyone interested, by the way, MHH Fantasy Draft, $50 buy-in. Anyone wants it, let me know. Probably, though, toward the end of the month. So late, late August, maybe early, early September. More on that soon, though. Stay tuned. And by the way, guys, I mean, the league that I played in personally for years with a few of my best friends, and it was a very, you know high attrition in terms of, you know, we paid a lot of money put into the pot. I mean, we're talking hundreds of dollars to be an owner in the league each year. We wouldn't hold our draft until uh, Labor Day, right yeah. on the doorstep of the season. Like, because you want to see how the preseason unfolds. You don't want to do a draft right. now and people get, guys get hurt. Exactly. You want to wait till the preseason is in the books. And so you can have as much information right up to the go time as possible. So you make the best draft selections possible. Travis Weber, Good evening to you as well, my friend. He says, I'm sending hopes of a speedy recovery to Mike Boone. And I'm sure, of course, he appreciates that. Yeah. Let me see here, gang. Very lively chat tonight. Love it. I love seeing it. Um, yeah, Reisner went down, Rick. We don't know the extent. In fact, let me see here what Fangio might have said on this. Um, I'm trying to remind myself. Let me just look here real quick. On Reisner, got, he says, quote, yeah, he's got there's something with his knee. Not sure of the severity yet. His knee didn't get rolled up or anything, just right in the middle of the play. So, don't know. We don't know yet on Reisner. And as far as I know, Zach, there haven't been any reports as of us going to press, so to speak, on this podcast that has any update on Reisner. Has he, though? I'm just, like, wondering. Does he have a history of knee injuries or no? No, no. So, so okay, so. He's been 10-foot tall and bulletproof, man. Yeah. Like, this dude's been a tank, both as a collegiate okay. guy and a pro. Yeah, I think it's just a tweak. It happens. You know, probably won't play Saturday now. I mean, they probably hold him out. So we have to just see how we go. We'll know more, though, in the coming days. I'm I hope sure. he doesn't. You know, if he's, if there's any question, I hope they don't yeah. play him. So Pointless. Sam, you demand, helping out his fellow superstars, helping out his priests, and throwing up some support here on YouTube. You demand, <laughs> you, Sam. 
he says, have there been any signs that Pat Shermer is updating his playbook with more <laughs> modern day plays rather than a Madden 2005 <laughs> playbook? Or is that not shown until the games are played if it is updated? Um, That's I a good think, point. Zach, most of the guys I've talked to, including Luke, are Luke Patterson, who's been at all the, the practices at UC Health Training Center. It feels like they've moved the needle, Shermer has, offensively. But we don't know what why that is. We don't know if it's, hey, we know he wasn't able to install his full playbook last year. They didn't have time. He told us that. At the same time, he's now had a full year under his belt working with these players. And so it could simply be the result, Zach, of the him being more comfortable with the players, the players being more comfortable with him. But to answer your question, Sam, I don't think we will know for sure, really, until we see some the lights on. But don't get your hopes up too much, Zach, right? Because it's preseason. No. Coaches don't go out there and, and spill their guts, their, their schematic guts, if you will, uh, on, in a game that doesn't count and put a bunch of stuff on tape that could be used against them in games that do count. I also wouldn't get your hopes up in general with Pat Shermer. It just seems like this is one dog that can't learn a new trick. And he might have moved the needle, but based on what Luke was saying, they were throwing screen passes, Chad, to Melvin Gordon. So he moved the needle from Madden 2005 to Madden 2007. That's where Pat Shermer is. We want to see more creativity, though. The only thing is, I'm glad you brought it up, Sam, here. Like Chad was intimating there, coaches are purposely vanilla from a game plan perspective in preseason. Why show your hand? Why give your plays away? Why put those on film and not leave those in suspense until week one? So we're going to see, hopefully, God willing, a little more usefulness and creativity in 2021 play calling this year. Just don't expect them to throw out the kitchen sink on Saturday. Uh yeah, Dave, Broncos Book Club. I got in some of my reading today, um, poolside. Very nice. Reading about the the Browns chapter, right? But we're reading currently, gang, for Broncos Book Club. You can be a part of that if you are a supporter of Mile High Huddle on Facebook, five bucks a month. You can read along right with us and then discuss it with myself, Dave, Zach, all the guys. It's a lot of fun and gals. Um, but, yeah, Saturday at 1 p.m., Dave, Broncos Book Club. Normally we do it at 2, but because of the game, thanks for that heads up and reminder. Uh, we're doing it this week at one. Steve says, hey, am I still in the running for the Von Miller jersey and the MHH memento, even with a lower number of stars? Yeah, absolutely. It's You're just improving your odds. The more stars you got that contributed to that 500K goal, the more you significantly improve your odds of having your ticket drawn from the hat, so to speak. So, But yeah, you're in the running, brother, for sure. I saw there was a trade, though, Chad. A trade in the hizzy? What do we got? Not the Broncos. It was, uh, <laughs> sorry, it was the Jaguars and, and Pittsburgh. Uh, Joe uh, Sherbert, Schobert went to uh, Pittsburgh. The guy I wanted the Broncos to sign a couple uh, years ago, so mm-hmm. thought I'd mention that. Anyway. Yeah, a lot of Broncos fans um, were pining for Joe Schobert, you know, former Cleveland Brown. Interesting move for him to go to Pittsburgh. Very interesting. They're going to have uh, one Zeus. nasty defense again. Yes, indeed. Zeus McPeak. Flexing on Facebook, flexing on YouTube. First face etched up. If you look and peer through the clouds, you can make out his visage etched forever in stone. Zeus McPeak, MHH Mount Rushmore. What's up, bro? Your family's looking at you right now, Chad. Like, what is he doing? Anyway, look. They they can't see me. They're in another section of the suite, but uh, they can hear me. They're going, (laughs) still crazy. Look, we got Stu comments in the chat, though. I mean, Stu, you are a legend in every single, you know, second we acknowledge that is well-deserved. So thank you so much, Zeus. You are the best. Uh, Sean Miller, appreciate you, my friend. The stars on Facebook. He says, I have a lot of time to stick around and watch. I wish I could just... Send, send in some love. Hey, either way, brother, Sean, if you're with us just for a short amount of time or the whole episode. Yeah. Glad you're here. Man. Glad to have you even for a minute. And thank you for the stars, brother. Uh, it would not be a Huddle Up podcast stream proper, nor a official Mile High Mailbag without the Duchess in the house. Thankfully, we can proceed as normal now because here she is dropping from the top rope as she is wanting to do. Michaela Parker, thank you so much, my friend. You know, we love you. She says, will the quarterback competition be over after Saturday? I'm so tired of it. LOL. Yeah. No, they won't. Unfortunately not. You know, even if, you know, one quarterback looks really good, they got to give at least one more game and give the other quarterback the necessary run with the ones. But hopefully soon, hopefully, Chad, they can make a decision before the third preseason game so they can use that game to get some chemistry down with the starters. I would hate to drag this out. I'm grabbing this one from Joseph, and then I'm going to grab one from Kevin because Kevin – he, he was listening to his football priests 
like a like a pious Broncos fan should. First, Joseph, what's the new nickname for the Broncos defense? I'm thinking Orange Crush 2.0. They are as great as people say they're going to be. That's a good question. You know, hey man, let's hear some of your suggestions in the chat. I've heard some weird ones. Um, what did I see on Twitter, Zach? I got added on one that was like the Bronchuda Triangle or something like that. For no, the tri- no. I'm like Bronchuda. I'm like, no, it doesn't quite roll off the tongue, right? But get your suggestions in the chat. If we like it, hey, we'll help you. We'll we'll get that thing going. See if we can't get some memes rolling in Broncos country. I'm not wild about Orange Crush 2.0. I'm getting a lot of clear Pepsi vibes from that. So I would go with something a little more original, maybe tailored to some of the players on the team. I'm, you know, let, let us know in the comments if you have anything. Orange Stampede, that's a pretty good one from Michaela. Yeah, I do like that. Uh, Andrew Lamp, what's up? Thanks for the updates. It's Lampy. Okay, thank you for the correction. Lampy. That's good to know. Thank you, my friend. I, I, here I have, I've been saying it like, I love Lamp, right? Like from, from Anchorman, <laughs> but it's Lampy. I love see, Lampy. Here, see, that that stuff's important to me. I like to know people's names, how you say it. I'm a stickler for that at MHH yeah. when guys are talking about player names. It's not Schlotman, it's Schlotman. You know, little things like that. So it's important to me. Thanks for the for the uh, correction, Andrew. Kevin Smith. Last night I said, bro, where's your MHH swag? I've seen it in your profile pics before. Boom. Asked and answered Kevin Smith with the stars on Facebook. Longtime superstar supporter of this this brand, MHH. Kevin, love you, buddy. Thank you. We got to get Jay a hat. Silent Bob has one, so. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> no <laughs> one knew that, that Silent Bob was such a Broncos fan, right? Yeah, right. Uh, if you know, you know. He's not speaking, though, so true to character. All right, let me see here. Let me let me scroll. I'm trying to do it. Oh, I just was saying I'm doing it ever so slowly so it doesn't jump, and what does it do? Jumps. Jumps. So in the meantime, let's grab – Big A, little A, R-O-N Lynch, Aaron Lynch. What's up, bro? Thank you for the support. He said, Teddy's making it hard for me to vote for him based on his media interactions. He's just too zen, not enough fire. Is he on some spiritual quest? (laughs) Yeah, maybe he's a shaman, you know. Um, This is how trivial my preseason grievances are. Hey, man, right now, until we've had a game, you know, I mean a single Bronco preseason game, you know, we make hay while the sun's shining with what we've got. And right now, if that's what you've got, that's what you've got. He is, though, as you said, a very Zen-type cat. But you know what Drew Locke said yesterday? He said that he's that Teddy has helped him a lot. And the way he implied the help was that Teddy's always got a smile on his face. He's always happy-go-lucky, Zen. And there's a confidence. You know, like I was taught by uh, my aunt that even if you're not happy, smile. Because if you're smiling, it actually – tricks your brain into thinking you're happy and you'll be happy. And so if Teddy's walking around smiling all the time, you know, there's been a lot of doom and gloom in Denver the last five years. It's rubbing off on the guys and it's a positive thing, but I'm with you. I'm with you. I'd like to see a little bit more, you know, vim and vigor from, from Teddy two gloves. Yeah. Fake it till you make it. That's what he's trying to do as a starting quarterback. So, uh, you know, I, I, this stuff bothers me. I'm there with you, Aaron, the whole Zen kind of, spacey airheaded type of personality but it's not going to get bad until he starts typing in hieroglyphics like cam newton then that's too much of a zen quest for me but for now he's an infectious personality like chad said who's helping drew lock and helping the locker room i can't hate too much all right i'm doing a quick scroll on the youtube side to see if i can get up and catch a few no it went from sean b to big a little a Two, let me see here. I think we're actually pretty current on the YouTube side. So that is encouraging. Actually, you know what? We've got a, a, a sighting. First, we got to grab Travis here. Is it true Lloyd Cushenberry still struggling? No. Mm-hmm. Lloyd's been one of the studs of camp. In fact, if you guys watched the read the article and or watched the video Eric Trickle produced just a couple days ago, updating how the 2020 draft class is looking in 2021 training camp, Lloyd Cushenberry – and Jerry Judy rise to the top in terms of the guys who have shown the most progress. Lloyd has looked like a completely different guy. He understands the scheme better, his blocking assignments, his pre-snap stuff, and he has gotten stronger. So he's been more physical at the point of attack. It has been palpable. People are going, whoa, Lloyd looks like a completely different dude, which for guys like Zach and I, who, you know, we liked Lloyd coming out of LSU, it's good to hear. 
Yeah, and you know, I got to kind of vindicate myself a little bit. I mean, we're among the minority. I could speak for myself. When they drafted Quinn Miners, everyone was ready to get rid of Lloyd Cushenberry. He's going to be benched and replaced. And no, he needed some time to marinate in an NFL conditioning and strength program. He lost out on those. And that was the only thing he needed. And he lost out on that every single rep last offseason. And I think it was Pat Shermer who had a press conference today. And he confirmed, he was the latest one that said, he looks bigger, he's playing bigger, uh, he needed that time, he's got that time, and he's just a completely different player night and day. This is a guy, Chad, one of the sophomore players on this team that's going to have one of the bigger leaps, if not as much talked about. We have a, what did we call it, Hippo? What was it again? Acid, Acid Hippo. hippo. We have an acid hippo sighting, courtesy of Seth Harmon, who, the brainchild, right? Behind the acid hippo, Seth Harmon. Thank you for that super sticker, brother. Hope you're doing well, buddy. It's just so weird the way the ears move in unison with his arms, the way he has only two teeth. Why is he wearing a yellow shirt? Looks like a sleeveless shirt at that. My daughter. It's a hell of a drug. Talking about ears moving, right? Just made me think of this. My daughter can, because like right now, I can like make my ears move by moving my jaw. She can be standing just chilling and make her ears move, dude, like back and forth like this. I can't do like it. A, like, like an animal. It's a trip. Try it. Try it. She can also do the one eyebrow up, one eyebrow down thing. The which, rock. Yeah, I can't do that either. Um, okay. Let me see here. I wanted to grab Leroy. Dedicated member of our community on Facebook. He says, Bridgewater is a solid quarterback and we can win with him with his talent on this team. Darnold, Sam, who Panthers traded for and sent Bridgewater out, uh, is not that good. We knew he wasn't going to take Drew Brees' job, talking about Bridgewater. And the Vikings gave up on him. Y'all sleeping y'all sleeping on Bridgewater? <laughs> y'all. I, th- yeah. I think he meant to say y'all, right? Like everyone's sleeping. Hey, I, I hope when it all comes out in the final analysis – that we completely underestimated Teddy Bridgewater on this show. Even though I don't think we have been negative about Teddy in any way, we haven't been effusive in our praise. I've said it before. What is Teddy? Might be on his fifth NFL team since being in the league in you know 2014. So let's see, 14, 15, 16, 17. So 18, 19, 20, 21. He's on his fourth team, Zach, in as many years since he left the Vikings. That's who Teddy is. He can change that, Leroy, by vanquishing Drew. I mean, like, you got to leave no doubt. Up to this point, that's all that's been issued amongst both cues is doubt. No one knows. They're neck and neck. One wins this day, one wins the next. No one's running away with this. There's no true separation. And so, Zach, this is a long-winded way of saying, if Bridgewater ultimately ends up getting the call and it's him, I do expect this team to be a force to be reckoned with. I'm just telling you, Leroy, I think that the ceiling is there with a guy like Teddy just because of some of his athletic limitations. I just, you know, what a thought that came to me is how do you call someone steady Teddy who's been on four teams in as many years like you just laid out, Chad? That's the very opposite of steadiness. That's, you know, instability in your career. How are you going to get behind a guy like Teddy Bridgewater who got replaced Again, by Sam Darnold, the Carolina Panthers, not exactly a landmark franchise in the NFL. They deemed that Sam, I see ghost Darnold has a higher upside and ceiling and future as a starting quarterback in Carolina than Mr. Teddy Bridgewater. Last thing I'll say here, though, there's been no separation, Chad, I think, which proves one of two things. Okay, maybe both that Drew Locke isn't as bad as people make him out to be, and Teddy Bridgewater isn't as good as, make him, as people make him out to be. At least the, the pro-Teddy Bridgewater fans who thought it'd be no contest, no comparison. I mean, how come as a steady Teddy kind of guy who has all this accuracy and leadership and ability, how come he can't pull away from Paxton Lynch 2.0, quote-unquote? You tell me. Travis, we're going to grab your question here next, my friend. First, a quick update on today's leaderboard. This is for today's stream only. Zeus doing his flex. He's still the leader in the pack. He had uh, a little over a 2,000 star lead. Then we got Howie freaking day who is continuing chipping in. He wants to get as many of those tickets in the, in the hat as possible. Michael as well. Sean Miller, Andrew Lampy, Huh? You see your boy remembers Travis Tarbox. Love you, buddy. Andrew Baker. We're going to grab a question from you next. Kevin Smith, John Bullock. Thank you, John. Gary Leeds Palmer. See more. Let's see. 
Uh, Seymour is Zeus McPeak. Wait, hold on. I got to go come back down here. So from Gary to Leaf Roebuck, Travis Weber, Steve Hearn, Andrew Morrow. Guys, love each and every one of you. Thank you for the support. Zach Travis says, what is the head? Uh, that is the head scratcher for me with Teddy's ceiling. Why did Carolina go with Darnold after just one season with Teddy? Zach? Uh, first of all, real quick, I'll get to this question in a second. Ace Mac, I said, quote, unquote, before he started attributing things to what I was actually trying to say here, I said, that's how you all perceive Drew Locke as Paxton Lynch 2.0. So really quick clarification there. I can't speak for Matt Rule, you know, and, and Joe Brady and Carolina Chad, what they want to do. It's, but it's obvious, though, they saw only one year of Teddy and decided, no, we want to trade for Sam Darnold, whose NFL stock was at an all-time low in New York. They took that guy and took a mid-round pick for Teddy Bridgewater only a year, less than a year after deciding we're going to try to make him the franchise guy. What does that really say? If you're replaced for Sam Darnold, if the Broncos acquired Drew Locke and he was replaced for Sam Darnold, would that not argument be used against him constantly? How come that's never brought up in Broncos country? Someone needs to be asking these questions. Agreed. And hopefully, Travis, that also kind of helps answer your question is it just wasn't good enough. And it wasn't all Teddy's fault in Carolina. I mean, they had some bad luck with the injury bug, losing their best player, Christian McCaffrey, for most Much of the year. better coaching, though. You know, it just didn't work out. And the new owner there, who's been the owner for a few years now, only a few, he wants to win, man. He feels an urgency, and so I'm sure that trickled downhill to the GM and, and all that, and they, they made a move. Andrew says, I know Vaughn wants to finish his career here. And man, I hope he does. But what has to shake out for that to happen? Hashtag MHH for life, DB for life, and how's uh, Beast doing? Good. Yep, all good on that front. So, Zach, what needs to happen for Vaughn to finish his career in Denver? Um, a couple things. There is one scenario is the obvious where he balls out unbelievably and gets back to being, you know, 2015, 2016 Von Miller. And with Bradley Chubb opposite him, that could be 15, 17 sacks. But in that case... He's in a contract year. He's probably going to get paid with a capital P if that happens. I don't think the Broncos having to pay Bradley Chubb as well, likely, you know, expectantly, they're not going to want to pony up for Von Miller. The only way I can see this, though, is if Bradley Chubb, they play together, and Von Miller proves he's more valuable for at least the short term than Chubb. That would warrant him getting a second contract in Denver, but he's still fairly young. He can get two more contracts. I think a lot of Broncos fans talk about him like he's late years DeMarcus Ware. He's still early 30s kind of guy where he might have 10 years. That's a position with longevity. So to end his career, I think in the very short term, he's going to have to either ball out or prove that he's more valuable than any other player on defense, including his partner in pass rush. My simple answer, I echo what Zach said, to distill it just a little bit more on my end. If Vaughn produces a Vaughn season – They'll they'll give him an extension and he'll finish. He'll he'll have the opportunity to finish his career in Denver. But he has to produce a Vaughn season. It can't be an eight sack season, can't be a nine sack season. Has to be Vaughn Miller, wreck and shop, freaking forced to be reckoned with Vaughn Miller. If it's that version of Vaughn, which we all want to see, I think uh he'll be able to write his own checks with Denver. Um Bash Bass Fishing Fuels on YouTube. Hey Chad, Zach, what do you think Albert O's ceiling is? I think he could be a Pro Bowl duo with Noah Fant. Go ahead, Zach. Um, it's just a bridge too far, no pun intended, because two things. You have so much other talent on offense. You, you name Noah Fant right there. How often do teams have two Pro Bowl tight ends? Um, and the other thing is, at least for as long as Shermer is employed by Denver, he doesn't really use one tight end, uh, let alone uh, two tight ends that often. So Alberto is going to be capped in this offense for as long as Noah Fant stays healthy and Pat Shermer remains employed. But Chad and I both love Alberto's upside. He showed last year he can be a red zone monster. And if they have a creative offensive mind that can use him and a quarterback that can find him, he can be, to quote you, like you just said, Chad, a force to be reckoned with. Uh Christian is telling us Mike Cleese tweeted about Reisner. So, Zach, uh, if you grab this from Leaf, who's yeah. giving us some much-loved stars on Facebook, I'll pull up that tweet. Absolutely. Leaf Roebuck, that's a really, really cool name, Leaf. We appreciate you. He asks, would Drew sitting behind a veteran for a few games be the worst thing? It's not like he's had a proper apprenticeship 
Well, you're you're right about that, considering his mentor was Flacco, who literally during a game turned his back on him. Uh, I don't think he needs apprenticeship right now, though. I don't believe in sitting him for the sake of sitting him. If Teddy Bridgewater earns the job on merit, he should be the starter. But Ty goes to Drew Locke, and if Drew Locke does anything to reassure the Broncos and give them some peace of mind, he's going to be the starter as well. So I don't believe in sitting him for the sake of sitting him. Maybe if he gets the starting nod, Chad, and he goes through a rough stretch of games, he throws you know three picks a couple games in a row, then they would consider sitting him down, slowing things down, letting him collect himself and riding the ship with Teddy Bridgewater. But starting out, no. It's either, you know, Bridgewater is going to have to earn that job based on his play. Would it be the worst thing? I don't know. I mean, some quarterbacks who are highly drafted, I mean, I know Drew wasn't a top 10 pick and he wasn't even a first round pick, but still second round pick quarterback, high for us second round to be kind of christened the guy, then have that taken away from you. And then someone else supplants you, uh, it, some guys either take that as a huge shot across the bow enough that they go, no way. It's like a you know dark night of the soul, mighty change of heart. They come back stronger when they get their next opportunity. Most of them, though, when that happens, they crumble. Their confidence goes into the can. Which one would that be if it's Drew? If that happens to Drew, I don't know. I don't know. Well, time will tell. Can I add one thing real quick? I, you know, the, this is, you're talking about a team that didn't trade for Aaron Rodgers, didn't trade for Deshaun Watson, didn't draft Justin Fields, didn't draft Mac Jones, and they're going to turn around after all that and sit Drew Locke for the sake of sitting him behind Teddy Bridgewater, of all people? It doesn't make sense. So, no, I, I mean, they're going to have to earn the job on the field, and if Drew Locke earns it, he earns it. Mike Kliss, breaking. And by the way, what happened to Mike's blue check mark, dude? Uh, I saw that he had he had a, t- a backup account because he was hacked, I believe. I don't know why he lost his check mark. Maybe um, I don't know something with really media bizarre. I've never copyright. seen that before. Never seen it before. But he says, "Exhale." Starting left guard Dalton Reisner says he's good. Tweaked his knee that caused momentary discomfort, but it came back around quickly. He was held out of final team drills as a precaution. If the number one O line is playing Saturday, he says he'll be there. Close quote. So. Sounds like all everything's cool with uh, Dalton Reisner. I don't know that I, I would play him more than a series or a couple series. I, I really wouldn't risk losing one of your you know stalwart young offensive linemen for a meaningless game. I get him some reps in there, but I would I would take it really really uh, precautionary. Okay, yes indeed, we got to echo uh, echo Michael here who says like to say hi to the Broncos female royalty, Christy, Michaela, Pobby, absolutely the holy we triumvirate. Love, we love them indeed. The Royal Triumvirate in the house. Um, Okay. And we have many other great female members of this community. Many. Um, Angela, Kathy. I could, I mean, seriously, it really surprises us because, and I don't, I'm not trying to uh, throw shade on, on the great women who love the NFL, but if you look at analytics, all right. I mean, you can even look at YouTube, which is pretty good with analytics on this kind of stuff. You can see, what proportion of men and women are watching your content on the NFL side? And it's like 99.9% dudes. No lie. That's, that's just what the metrics show. And yet, Zach, we have so many prolific, passionate, outgoing female fans yeah. in our community. Just makes you realize, man, doesn't matter. Football touches each person in a unique way, and it goes from there. I, you know, I'll hold firm to it. I was saying it even before we started doing this live podcast that Broncos country has the best fans in the entire NFL and re- maybe even the entire sports universe. So it's not really surprising that it's trickled down to us, but we're definitely damn sure appreciative for all of our female representatives in the chat. Thank you. Guys. No doubt. No doubt about it. Uh, okay. Real quick here. We're about out of time. <clears throat> I have a thing I'm doing tonight. You know, it's my last night of, of being on this little mini vacation. So we got to, Make sure we don't miss any superstars, and then we'll dip on out of here. Uh, by the way, Howie says, whoever gets the starting spot, for the love of God, play the game to the quarterback strengths. Talking to Pat Shermer. Howie, from your lips to the football God's ears. All right, we're with you on that. Um, okay, let me see here. I'm trying to ever so gently scroll down so I it see doesn't jump. some Todd Gurley signing recommendations. No, guys. No, it'll we'll be-, be fine. No um, stand by. It's about to jump. I got no choice. I had to do the jump. Here we go. Scrolling back to the top. Shane Daniels. What's up, Shane? He says, I can't wait for Saturday's game. The 
appropriate trio of Drew Locke emojis, hashtag Broncos country. We feel you, Shane. It's going to be here before you know it, right around the corner, man. Um, Zach, dude, I reached out to you personally. You know this. We felt just horrible. We missed your super chat last night. Even as our show has grown into the stratosphere, we take it as a matter of pride and a matter of duty to get every single super chat before we log off. And last night we missed one because of the YouTube problem right now with getting seeing our analytics. Zach, ever so kind, was like, hey, I was just wanting to support more than really burning to get my question answered, so it's all good. And yet here he is again. Love you, Zach. He says, I think it's actually interesting that the QBs are both playing well in camp. This would be an easier uh, decision if one was stinking it up. That's the good news. And Zach, that's something George Payton said today. We haven't had a chance to talk about what Payton said, which is basically that, hey, we feel like they're both doing really well. Like we're excited about the direction things are going. So even though fans are a little unsatisfied that there isn't one guy pulling away, George Payton, who pretty well, you know, he when he says something, Zach, it's right down the middle. You can kind of you can take it to the bank. I've never yeah. really detected dissembling, dishonesty, right. uh, GM. I mean, he does kind of guard some of his information. And in that sense, you could call it GM speak. But like when he does take a stance on an issue, I believe what he says. You know what I'm saying? So that, you know, take it for what it's worth. Compare that to Elway, Chad, where literally every time he opened his mouth, I, I didn't believe what he was saying. He can tell me the sky is blue. And I still have to look up and make sure for myself. So, yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you on Peyton. And that's what I've been saying. Anyone who uh, didn't see my tweet – Lock supporters should be happy when Bridgewater looks good. Bridgewater supporters should be happy when Lock looks good and vice versa. Whoever is pioneering the Broncos offense this year, if they're playing at a good to maybe even very good level, we have to root for that guy because they're going to make the Broncos better. It's what's best for Denver, period. Simon up in Canada. What's up, bro? Appreciate you. OG superstar in the house. Good to see you, my friend. He says, hello, gents. I hear Caleb Stearns is having a good camp, the rookie fifth-round safety out of Texas. With it being Kareem Jackson's probable last season, do you think Stearns will have starting reps by end of season? I don't know that he would supplant K-Jack as the starter by end of the season, but I think he's angling, Zach, for that starter snap share in terms of you know they play out of the sub-package majority of the time anyway. So whoever's your third-corner or third safety off the sideline, that guy's playing starter snaps. So could I see Caleb Stearns, like if you're playing big nickel a lot, getting starter snaps by the year's end? Absolutely. Or Jamar Johnson, who, you know, now that he came off the uh, the list, we can't say the name, he will start to uh, assimilate himself a little more. Um, I'm not as high as on Kareem Jackson, I think, as you are, Chad, as most other people are. I think Stearns, when he catches up, and starts getting some NFL experience, he's going to be one of them will be the future at safety for the Broncos. But it's interesting, though, real quick on the depth chart, they didn't have Stearns or Johnson, obviously, as the backup. They were rolling with P.J. Locke and Trey Marshall, the veteran guys behind the two veterans they have. So they're going to have to uh, – Stearns has a ways to go still in Fangio's eyes, apparently. Yep. There was really two rookies I noticed off the top of my head that by virtue of their draft pedigree were leapfrogged over a few more established vets. Patrick Sertan, obviously, and Quinn Miners was listed higher on interior, you know, backup depth chart behind Cushenberry and the starting two centers over a guy like Austin Schlopman, friend of the show. So otherwise, Zach, it's uh, pretty much, hey, if you're a rookie, you're seen, not heard. You're going to have to earn your snaps. If you want to climb the depth chart, you're going to have to, you know, prove it out on the field. And so far, Stearns really has played well. He's impressed a lot of people, but he's got to, it can't be just practice. You know, you got to see that in the games. It's kind of freaky now looking back on it, though, because they listed Natani Muti as the backup left guard behind Reisner and not the backup right guard behind Glasgow. And what happens today, Reisner gets hurt. So uh, hopefully it's not a, uh, a premonition on Denver's part. Butch Butch, did Lloyd have a better day today? Uh, Lloyd did have a little bit of a struggle game, a day yesterday, as did the whole offensive line. And my understanding is they did bounce back today. You didn't have the snafus that you had yesterday with the false starts and just the holding penalties and stuff like that. Uh, he did get flagged yesterday, did did uh, Lloyd, for a um, false – he's the one that triggered the false start because everyone jumped except him. He didn't snap the ball. So that gets credited to the center uh, for what it's worth. And then uh, Jeremy Black Knight, what's up, bro, on Twitch? Hey, what's your thought on Deshaun Watson getting demoted to fourth-string QB duties, Zach, quickly? 
He was playing scout team safety for the Texans in training camp. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know why the NFL are dragging their feet on the investigation, but weird things are going on in Houston. And then he has the tone-deaf audacity to ask the media today, why are you filming me? Really? Yeah, guys, bullet dodged. Okay, yeah, trust on a, that. He's a little... <laughs> um, real quick, Damian Clark Warren with a massive wow. super chat. Thank you, DC Dub. Really means a lot, buddy. Thank you. He says, I've been away for a while. Haven't forgotten about you guys. Am I the only one who likes that the QB battle, who likes that the QB battle? Am I the only one who likes the QB battle? But my main concern is that the O-line, how is the O-line looking in your opinions? So the O-line, take yesterday away. Take Wednesday's practice against the Vikings out of the equation because it is an outlier. This offensive line has looked light years ahead of where it's been the last couple of years. And even Garrett Bowles said today, I believe, Zach, uh, that this is the best O-line he's played with in Denver. So the O-line, guys, you have a lot of reason to be very optimistic about this being a solid unit finally. Yeah. And they have, for once, they have solid depth at, at their spots, not just solid starters at their spots. And don't read too much, guys, into Calvin Anderson getting these uh, first-string reps. I think when the season rolls around, the plan is to have Bobby Massey start at right tackle. But they're going to be a good group this year. Murphy Bros Collectibles in the house. What's up, buddy? Thank you for that very generous super chat. He says, Chad and Zach, my guys, I love the show. Go Broncos. Hey, not as much as we love you, buddy. Thank you so much. Thank you, sir. man. I'm just scrolling on this side because it's a little bit more reliable. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna come out of there and come back to the chat because now we are caught up. We're even on the timeline. I think there's one more super chat, and then we'll do one last um look at the at the Facebook stars. But first, we got to say hey to Shar, another one of the great ladies in our community. Shar, uh, what's up? She says, hey, guys, I haven't really heard much about Vaughn Miller and Cortland Sutton. I'm just wondering how they're doing in terms of practice coming back from the injuries last year. You guys are awesome, and thanks for your continued um, lives. We're grateful for our lives, too. Trust. It's helping me to get through the offseason, LOL. Uh, yes, thank you very much, Shar. Uh, Vaughn is – Vaughn, he's, he said today he needs – or yesterday, excuse me, that he just needs snaps in a preseason game to kind of feel like he's back, you know, to the full. But he looks like he's as good as he needs to be. Cortland is still kind of working back. The team's being safe with him. He's participating in practice. Today, though, for whatever reason, they decided to keep him out of team drills at the end. But it's nothing to worry about. It's just taking precautions. There's nothing on Cortland's recovery that would lead anyone to believe there's been a setback of any sort. Exactly. Yeah. Again, guys, if you haven't seen it, go back a couple days and go see that lock to Cortland Sutton touchdown bomb in practice. He looks good and he'll be ready for week one with authority. In terms of Vaughn, we're seeing old Vaughn Miller come back and not just what he's doing on the field, Chad, but his personality. I was worried he might be a little down considering the contract negotiations this offseason, how last offseason went with his injury. He's out there in Minnesota territory, hyping up the fans and trolling the fans out there. We're going to see a classic Von Miller season, I think, all around this year. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Not only would that be good for Vaughn and his bottom line and his a bit potential for finishing his career in Denver, but obviously it would be great for Broncos country to get their franchise, the face of the franchise, fully back in the saddle. All right, two more. One from Randy, another newer Super Chat superstar. Thank you, Randy. Thank you, he Randy. says, excited for Saturday. But man, I wish it was September 12th. Us too. It'll be here soon, bro. Just kick it with your priest till then, and the time will fly. Legendary superstar, Dave from Georgia, Mount Rushmore cat. Here he is. Thank you, Dave. It's good to see you, bro. How you been? He says, can you tell us more about Trinity Benson? Broncos country, hashtag let him hate. Yeah, dude, he has been really good, man. He's been really good in camp. But... Let's look at the depth chart. Sutton, Judy, actually, Judy, Sutton, Timmy P. And then, you know, that's a pretty formidable top four, Zach. So you've got guys like Tyree Cleveland, who's technically still above those two on the depth chart, uh, being challenged by, you know, uh, Trinity Benson, Kendall Hinton. And then what do you do with Deontay Spencer? So a lot of dudes balling out, but there's yeah. only so – I mean, you can't keep a million wide receivers on your roster. So – uh, Trinity Benson, though, has looked very good, very, very good. Very impressed with him and Kendall Hinton, although I would give the slight edge to Benson at this stage. 
Plus, he drafted Seth Williams. So it's like, really, what do you do? It's it's such a log jam position. I think they'll carry six, maybe even seven, depending on how other positions shake out. Benson, though, is looking like the deep threat. He's like a little mini version of K.J. Hamler. And you know what? You can't have too many weapons on offense. So I'm rooting for him. <coughs> Pardon me. Here's how the stars ended on the day. Zeus McPeak at the top. But look at this, Zach. Howie freaking day gave Zeus – how he freaking day to Zeus here. I mean, he gave him a run <laughs> for his money. You know, I'm kidding, guys. But Howie, thanks, bro. That's unbelievable. You the man. Uh, Michael as well, just phenomenal. Sean Miller, Andrew Lampy, Travis Tarbox, Andrew Baker, Kevin Smith. What's up, bro? Again, uh, John Bullock, Leaf, Roebuck, Gary Leeds Palmer, uh, Travis Weber, Butch Butch, Colby C, Collier. Is it Collier? Collier, probably right. Uh, Steve Hearn, Andrew Morrow. Char Baldwin. Love each and every one of you. Seriously, much love, but we got to go. So thanks for another great Mile High Mailbag. Thanks for another great week of podcasting. Zach, we'll be back Sunday. You'll have Kelberman's Corner for our Facebook super supporters. That's right. Saturday, we got the game. We have the gut reaction. We'll figure out what's going to happen there. We'll circle back on that, but we'll see you this weekend. Trust on that, but Zach, sign us off. We'll talk about that. Yes, sir. Have a great weekend, guys. Great weekend, Chad. Hope you enjoy the rest of your vacay uh, and tonight and going into tomorrow. Be sure, guys, if you haven't already, follow the Huddle Up Pod on Twitter at Huddle Up Pod. You can follow the main account and keep it locked right there at My Lie Huddle for all your Broncos news, stats, analysis, rumors, etc., and game film breakdowns. Everything is right there. I promise you that. You can follow Chad on Twitter at Chad N. Jensen. You can follow myself at Kelberman NFL. Be sure, guys, if you haven't already, go to HuddleUpPod.com and get your swag. Get yourself a hat. Get yourself a shirt get yourself a gator coffee mug everything is there i promise you guys also if you haven't already facebook.com slash mile high huddle see the big blue button click it five bucks a month i promise you it's worth every penny we have three exclusive shows kelberman's corner broncos book club and trickle zone more on the way uh it's good content and uh, we appreciate all your patronage guys real quick facebook.com slash mile high huddle pod like that page and follow that page but Like Chad said earlier, if you can't do any of these things, we totally get it and appreciate it. Just do these three things that take five seconds. Subscribe, like, and share this video and every video you see on the MHH channel helps us grow and reach more Broncos fans just like you. We are off, though, Chad. Until this weekend, we'll have more information about our next podcast. Uh, Keep it locked to the Huddle Up Pod Twitter. We'll see you guys. Take care, and as always, go Broncos. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going.